Hi there, and welcome to PB31 in the 21 podcast, where our mission is to enlighten, educate, equip, empower, and employ 21st century women to be all that God has called them to be. Today, our special guest is Faith McKinnis. Welcome, Faith. Hi there. How are you? Great. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Now, Faith is the director of Embrace Grace Ministries in Cumming, Georgia, which is a national ministry, but I just thought it would be good if the audience could get a chance just to know you, get to hear your story, and understand where your passion for Embrace Grace came from first, and then you can talk about a little bit of Embrace Grace. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. I am a mom of four. My youngest is nine. Then I have a 13-year-old daughter, 15-year-old boy, and a 21-year-old boy. And I'm married to John, who is an amazing man. We met our freshman year in college and have been married now for 18 years. Um, We actually, I was born and raised in the D.C. area, but we relocated to the Atlanta area five years ago when God just told us it was time to move. But um, my personal story and kind of how it ties into Embrace Grace, I actually grew up in a Christian home um, with amazing parents and amazing church, very sheltered, <laughs> very sheltered, and um, went away to college, to a Christian college out in Tulsa, and started dating my now husband, and at the time, this guy, John, and a couple months in, found myself in an unplanned pregnancy um, that entire testimony and story is way too long for our podcast, but that's kind of how and why Embrace Grace is near and dear to my heart. Um, fast forward to the present time, we were at this church, and, and our small group was serving at the local pregnancy center here, and um, this, the director of the pregnancy center had come to our small group leader and was talking to her about this ministry that they heard about at the CareNet conference called Embrace Grace, and it's a support group run by local churches for girls in unplanned pregnancies. And um, while she was communicating with our leader, our pastor's wife was texting her saying, we're in Texas at this restaurant, and our waitress is telling us about this thing called Embrace Grace, and we've got we've to find out more about this. So that's kind of how, how it started, very, very quick quick synopsis there. Um, we ended up not starting it right away because there were some changes and for months we hadn't heard anything. And I went to the leader and I said, hey, whatever happened with that Embrace Grace thing? And she said, well, I don't know. Let me, yeah, are you interested in helping with it? And I said, yeah, I would. And I'd love to help in any way I can. And I thought it would just mean like opening my home or, you know, having a small group at my house. And that would be the extent of it. I had no idea that that little five-minute conversation would be the beginning of me launching an entire ministry at our church. So <laughs> it is, it's, been a, it's been a quick journey, but an amazing one. Sometimes it's funny how I think God doesn't show us the big picture because it probably would terrify us. True. But he gives us just enough to get us, get us going. That's awesome. Now, really quick, I know that there are two things I want to mention just because I do know your story. So your amazing 21-year-old son, Austin, is the um, result of that unplanned pregnancy who is radically gifted and actually has helped me uh, create the intro and outro for PV31 and the 21 Ministries. That's just a gift. But 
you know, so that, so that's a huge testimony in itself is that you guys made the decision to keep him and now you get to see the life that he's sharing with others. So that's big. But also I know that there are different components of Embrace Grace and this semester you launched something called the Mentor Mom, which has really been a passion for you and we felt like would be a real strong topic for us to share with the women as far as to where the value of mentorship, why it's so important not just to Embrace Grace, but in the concept of PV31 and the 21, being that Proverbs 31 woman. So will you just share a little bit about kind of how that's manifested in Embrace Grace and the benefit that you've seen from that already? Absolutely. Um, Like I said earlier, I, I came from a very supportive family and a very supportive church. I mean, our church was full of grace, and this was a church that had set me on mission trips. It was very hard for me to come home with such an obvious, display, physical display of my sin and my struggle there. And I was overwhelmed with that support. But the truth is there's a lot of girls in that situation that aren't in that same position. They don't have a supportive family. Um, They don't have a supportive church. So when I heard about Embrace Grace and that their heart was to, their vision is that every girl in an unplanned pregnancy has a church to go to for spiritual, emotional, and physical support. I was captivated by that because I thought, man, I had all that support, yet there was such aloneness for me. I went from having friends mm-hmm. to um, not really having any friends. And it's not that they, I mean, actually some of them were mean, but some of them it was just our, our lives had changed overnight. You know, they're thinking about where am I going to go on Friday night? What am I going to wear? And I'm thinking about what am I going to do with this baby? Am I going to you know, place it in an adoptive family? Am I going to parent? I mean, the the gap between my relationships changed drastically. So having had a support group that I could go to every week and count on, you know, leaders that were godly and people and peers that were in similar circumstances as me to just share with and confide in who didn't have an opinion on what I should do but really just listen would have been such a safe place. Um, As we launched this ministry last semester, the friendships between the girls is the greatest thing we saw, but there was definitely a component that we saw missing for them in the sense of this mentor mom piece. So many of them have broken relationships with their moms. Some of them, their moms are in jail and totally unavailable to them emotionally, physically, spiritually. There's just different, different situations. Even the ones that have great relationships with their moms their moms have strong feelings and opinions. Of course, this is their daughter and now their grandchild. They have opinions of what should be done. So we wanted to build people, build that community around them of people that are there to love them and support them and mentor and disciple them in this season. So this semester we launched very intently and purposefully a mentor mom piece of our ministry. I'm here at Highlands Church. And it has been amazing to see what God has done. Um, Some of the women that have come along, they're here because they've had an abortion. And they want to encourage this girl that has courage and bravery and is not making that same choice. And some of them are coming alongside because they themselves were in an unplanned pregnancy. And now they're married and have children. And um, their lives are beautiful. And they want to show them, hey, you can parent this child and it's still going to be okay. You can still reach your dreams. And 
some of these ladies are there and they don't have a personal testimony related to this at all. They just want to love. They just want to mentor. God has done a great work in their life and they want to pour into them. And it has been absolutely amazing to see how God um, one, just how he connected, even the mentor moms with the girls. You know, we, don't, we didn't know our girls really well. Some of the mentor moms we didn't know really well. We just really had to pray and be spirit-led. God, who goes with who? Who, who needs who here? And it's, we are only seven weeks into our semester, but already we can see, wow, this is why God had this mom with this girl and this lady with this, this one. And it's so mm-hmm. neat to see how he is meeting the needs of these girls through the women that he is bringing to them to serve them and just love them. Um, but the other cool piece is what we're seeing happen within our mentor moms. God is using these girls to grow them, to encourage their hearts, to give them courage, to give them strength. I mean, just to let them see the power that they possess as women of God and daughters of a king and and them really walking in that, and then to just the whole Titus piece of it, you know, the older women teaching the younger women. It's just Mm -hmm. there's so many aspects of it that are just so beautiful, and um, we're just so excited about what God is doing and how he's growing our church body through the opportunity to serve and mentor and disciple, but also growing, growing these girls that, Honestly, well, you know what? None of these girls this semester, none of them have come to our church yet. But he's bringing our church to them. You know, mm-hmm. he's taking our church to them in a Starbucks. He's taking our church to them in their apartments. Um, he's bringing his That's body to them. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. cool. So, you know, one of the things that we had talked about earlier was the value that you've seen, the healing that you've even seen in some of the mentor moms sharing their stories and exposing what the enemy, you know, the enemy wants to isolate us. He wants to keep us in shame and condemnation. And it's hard to believe when you're in those moments, you know, where you've made those choices, the word that says that he really can take everything and turn it around for good. And so, you know, can you just explain a little bit of that as as, as the mentor moms have poured out, you've seen them experience healing of their own. Absolutely. And it is true. I mean, you know, the enemy, what's in the dark, you know, it can't, one, it can't, can't be used until we're willing to put it into the light. But two, that's where the enemy tends to hold us and put strongholds around our hearts. And when we're willing to put things in the light, it's freeing for, our, for, our, for us as women. But it also enables the Lord to be able to use it in ways that really are, aren't, can't even be conceived by our minds when we're really willing to let him just have it. And, um, I mean, even for me personally, it'd be very easy for me to put the unplanned pregnancy piece of my life to rest, especially when we moved to Atlanta because so many, you know, in Maryland where we lived, everyone knew our story. <laughs> you know, we, we, I was raised there. I grew up there. So everyone that knew us just knew our story. Well, when we moved here, no one knew our story. And there was sometimes some there was a season where it was like, well, is that, is that part of us just kind of done? God, you've done your work there. No one here knew um, that our son, our oldest son, Austin, was conceived out of wedlock. No one knew any of that. And there was a period where it was like, well, maybe it's just a new season. But it was just 
something that the Lord would not let us let go because there was just too many ways that his glory was seen through that story for us just to move on to the next phase and season of life. And to be able to watch even be able me be able to share and encourage other women who are still stuck in a place of shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. with the choices they've made. You know, we can't go back and change that, but we can absolutely put it in God's hand and say, you know what, you're a God that makes a crooked path straight. You're a God that makes beauty out of ashes. And I absolutely have made some really stupid mistakes, and I have chosen <laughs> my flesh over honoring you but I'm going to put it in your hands now and let you do what you want to do. And just being able to encourage women with that from a personal standpoint and then watch them step out. There's one in particular um, that comes to mind. Her choices um, when she was younger led to her son being beaten by a boyfriend and he was killed. Her two-year-old boy was killed by a boy that she was with. And, um, she came to me at the end of our informational meeting, and she's one of our mentor moms, and she wanted to share her story. She never really shared. Her own children didn't really know the depths of her story, and mm. she wanted to share that because she wanted God to be able to use it. She wanted to protect another child. She wanted to put reality in the hearts of these young women who are dating men that aren't good for them to be around and let them see that it can happen to you. But for her, it was more than just protecting all them, watching her go through and watching her share and really just come clean with everything that the enemy was trying to do to her and to her family through this. It was amazing because what she, the confidence in her is growing. Her confidence mm-hmm. in Christ is growing and what he's done in her life and how he wants to use her and, see, and allowing her son's death to no longer be this point of pain but be a point where she sees God using his life to touch and heal other hearts that, that needed that reality shared with them. And it's just been amazing to see. We have, an, we have another woman that was really bound. She had had two abortions and was really bound by shame and guilt and fear. Um, her own family didn't know the choices she had made, but after watching our baby shower event and just being there and taking it all in and just seeing how we loved, how our church loved, she was like, I I need to start sharing my story. I want to help someone. Mm -hmm. And I was so thankful for her because I'm like, the next time we get a call from a girl that we know is abortion-minded, I want you to come and I want you to share. And she came to our meeting, and that was the first time she shared her story. She didn't just share it with one girl. She shared it with 15 ladies in that room. And it was Mm. so cool watching her because she was sharing it, and it was hard. It was very hard for her emotionally, yet literally it was like she left 50 pounds lighter than she came because Mm. it was just done. It was out there, and she watched people respond to her story and respond to her authenticity and transparency and willing to be vulnerable. And that's one thing, especially this ministry is obviously more for women. It's not all women, but a lot of it is women-based. You know, it's hard for women to do that because very generically speaking, a lot of women can be very cruel and catty and hurtful. So for women 
to put their guards down and, and share intimate, vulnerable pieces about them, it draws out that vulnerability and that honesty in other women. It's like a magnet to pull it out of them. So it's just been an amazing thing to watch as these women are stepping up in their own just what God is doing in their hearts and confidence and courage and where God is leading them and then being able to kind of stand back and watch how he is using them and the very thing that the enemy has kept them bound and literally shut up with to be the very thing that's releasing freedom and hope in other people. And just when they capture that and they, it's just such a cool thing to just watch how God is working in their lives. Yes, it's amazing. And and I think that's part of why I'm so grateful for you and even your commitment to come on to the podcast and share the testimony of Embrace Grace. But, you know, I would agree. My whole life and testimony for years and years and years was just that I had a negative filter of women. And so I wasn't able to experience the benefits and the beauty of what happens when we really do let our guard down, when we really give each other grace, extend grace, go, I get you're not perfect, and I get that we're not even exact or alike, but in that, as we lock arms, as we share stories, as we share life, just the amazing metamorphosis that happens inside those relationships to go, I really get where you are, and you're not alone. So um, really quick, I want to give you a chance twofold to kind of give a, a reach out to for Embrace Grace. So first, you know, how can people help you not, I want you to be able to give a, a call to girls who will hear this, who are in that position and really need to get involved in this ministry, even from a small group perspective or become a bloom. But secondly, how can people get involved to help embrace grace at this stage and season? And lastly, how do they reach out to you? How do they get in touch with you and, and give them your Facebook site, that type of thing? Okay. Um, well, first of all, Embrace Grace, which Ms. Denise mentioned, is all over the country. It actually started in, in Texas, and now they're in over 300 churches all over the world in five countries. So, um, And I know PV31 is not limited to, to Georgia. So if you are in a situation where you or someone you love or someone you know is in an unplanned pregnancy, I would highly encourage you to go online to embracegrace.com and click on Join a Group. And when you click on that, it will pull up, all the states that have an Embrace Grace group, and it will give you options of cities, and you can click. And I would encourage you to contact that small group leader and get plugged in as soon as possible. Um, If there is not an Embrace Grace group in your area and you know someone in that situation that is in need of support right away, I would encourage you to get them to your local pregnancy center. Those are great resources in a lot of cities across our nation that – have resources and things to support you, as well as you're welcome to contact our group. Right now we are in Georgia, but we have a girl that actually FaceTimes into us. She's in Myrtle Beach and doesn't have the closest group near her. is over an hour away, and she's pregnant with twins, so she can't travel. <laughs> so we FaceTime her in at night um, to our groups. It's not the perfect situation. I wish there was a group there, but there's absolutely, with technology now, there's ways that we can support you if there's not a local Embrace Grace in your city or your town. So feel free to reach out to us. My email address is embracegracecoming, and that's C-U-M-M-I-N-G dot com, or you can find us on Facebook. You can do a search for Embrace Grace Coming, 
and we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. Did I get okay. it all, Ms. Denise? Is there yeah, more? You're good. You, no, you did perfect. So how could people get involved? Is, is there a contribution button? Is there, you know, if somebody wanted to get involved in helping you, how can they help you at this moment? I know prayer is definitely one support system you guys can always use for the leaders and the girls, but is there anything else that people could practically do to get involved? Absolutely. Um, yes, prayer. prayer is huge, and it really... I mean, it's so simple, so sometimes cliches say, well, pray about it, but really, I mean, this is such an intense ministry um, with a lot of spiritual warfare, so prayer is so, so, so critical. We are so thankful for the people that have signed up to be on our intercessors team because we really could not, could not do what we do as leaders, and our girls need the prayer immensely, so that for sure is one. Um, the second thing that I would say, I mean, we'd love all the support in our group, but if you do have a local Embrace Grace group, I would love for you to go and support them. Um, I know they could use help with their baby shower events for the girls that choose to parent. We have huge baby showers. It's about $600 in presents per per baby. Um, For the girls that choose adoption, we have a Celebrate Life shower. When the adoption is complete, that's another level um, of celebrating them for sacrificing their body for those nine months and just helping them get back on back on their feet after that unplanned season. So those are two events that we could have plugged in. If you're at local in the Georgia area, we are always looking for godly women to help us with the mentor mom and the discipleship piece because that's where we find um, the real change happens is in those intimate settings. Um, the groups are huge too. Um, we have small group leaders here. If you do want to be a leader, you have to – be a member of that church and have completed whatever membership requirements are to be a leader in the group, but there's still plenty of ways to plug in through the Mentor Mom program or the Baby Showers events or Princess Day events at the end on a practical sense, um, baby items, Bibles for the moms. There's just so many different different needs that we have. We have some people that just give us financial donations, and those are a huge blessing for us as well. Um, we a couple of our girls this semester don't have transportation. They've lost their cars because they've lost their jobs due to pregnancy complications. So we um, have actually spent hundreds of dollars this semester in Ubering and gas cards and things to, to get the girls to group um, and to get them home when a leader isn't able to do it. So that's a very practical way to help through gas cards or Walmart or Target gift cards are also a blessing as well, and all of that address and contact information can be found on our Facebook page. That's perfect. So, Faith, why don't you just close out by praying for, you know, the girls and women that might be listening to this podcast. So, Jesus, I just thank you first, God. I thank you for this ministry. I thank you for Miss Denise and her heart for women, God, and how she is so inspired, Lord, to just equip and empower us as women, Lord. I'm so thankful for her and her friendship and this ministry that that she is launching for women all over our nation, God, who who need this. Lord, it's such a refreshing thing in the body of Christ. God, I thank you for her. And, Lord, we just pray today for the women that are listening to this podcast. God, maybe there are things in their heart, Lord, that they have kept in the dark or in a closet that they just want to shut away because, They're embarrassed by it, Lord. There's still shame and there's still strongholds there, God. I ask today that you would minister to their hearts, Lord, that you would set them free, God, that you would give them courage and the boldness of the Holy Spirit, God, that you would connect them with people that need to hear 
their story, that you would give them divine appointments, God, that they would meet with people that need to be encouraged, God, that need to hear hope, that need, that need to hear that there is life after that mistake, God. Lord, I pray that they would have courage and trust in you, God, to lay even their mistakes, even their mess at the foot of the cross and give you the opportunity, what you do best, God, to restore and to redeem. And, God, that can only happen when we're willing to let it go and to let you be a part of that story, Jesus. God, I pray that you would empower these ladies, God, to be willing to trust you with the things that have hurt them. Some of them, maybe it's things, maybe it wasn't a choice they made. Maybe it was something that was done to them, something that happened to them, God. Would you give them the courage to share how you brought them through that, Lord, and not just keep that as their little private victory with you, God, but let them go public, God, with with who you are and what you've done and how you've loved them and how you've set them free and how you've redeemed their life, Jesus, that it would be a testimony. God, you say it's the word of our testimony, Lord. Would you raise up mighty women that are willing to let the word of their testimony give you glory, God, in the places that you have them, in their workplace, in their churches, in their communities. And God, I pray for any girls that are listening right now, Lord, that maybe they are that one that was just like me, Lord, in an unplanned pregnancy, just like me, one week, one week of making a wrong choice that literally altered the whole course of their life. God, would you meet them where they are, Lord? Would you provide them, God, with hope? God, would you give them courage to choose life, Lord, when a lot of women would take the easier route, God, right now. Would you help them, Jesus, to see that you have a plan and a purpose and you are the giver of life and you have a mighty plan for that child that's in them, Lord. I thank you for the gift of life and I thank you, God, that you are using churches all around this country, God, and ministries like Embrace Grace and these pregnancy centers, God, that are waiting to love them, to help them, God, to help them see, Lord, what is the purpose for that life, Jesus, if it's for them to parent or if it's for them to make the brave choice of adoption. God, I thank you that you have a plan and you have a purpose, and that woman is a vessel and a tool to deliver the purpose of that life that you have gifted her, God. Thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for these ladies that you're raising up, God, and what you're doing in the women in this nation. And thank you for PV31 that is helping women be empowered and equipped to do and have the courage to do what you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was so awesome. So in closing, I just want to say um, thank you again, Faith McKinnis, for joining me. And please uh, make sure that you do subscribe to PV31 in the 21 podcast. As you subscribe, um, it will allow you to automatically receive different life-transforming messages just like this one. Uh, Make sure that you visit us on the web at PV31 in the 21. Like us, follow us, and share on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember that it's you who is helping us to reach across the table and around the world, one like and one share at a time. Thank you for taking this time to be with us, and God bless.